We are back with the Health and Happiness podcast. Today's topic is mental health and substance abuse. Mental health and substance abuse are linked in that society still stigmatizes both. And as a result, they're left widely untreated. There's a lack of access to resources and care, especially among poor and rural communities. Many illegal drugs and even alcohol are proven to have lasting effects on the brain and mental health. A review article from the International Archives of Addiction, Research, and Medicine describes the relationship between psychoactive drugs and psychosis. However, when asking those who struggle with substance abuse, we find many believe they turned to substance abuse as a means to escape their self-described poor mental health. We have here with me Chris. Can you describe for us your mental health status? I would say unstable. I don't know what mood I'm going to wake up in or how my days are really going to go. I suffer from anxiety and overthinking often leads me to a depressive state. How long have you been abusing substances? About seven years. Do you turn to substances abuse as a means to escape mental health? Yes, I do, but I also use substance as a means to relax. And you feel there is a lack of access and support for treatment of mental health and substance abuse disorders? Yeah, there's a lack of understanding still. In the professional community, we have experts that can't tell us exactly how to define, diagnose, or treat mental health. We are years away from fully understanding these disorders and their mechanisms. And it is hard for people to open up about issues when sometimes people just don't understand and they feel unheard. Do you feel that societal stigmas have kept you from seeking help? No, I choose to not think about treatment and addressing these issues to, to better myself. Do you feel if your mental health was better, you would still feel the need for substance abuse? I think I'd probably be sober far more often. I mean, it is hard to imagine that, but I think, honestly, I might not feel a need to turn to substance abuse. Lastly, in general, you think it's common for those who, who turn to substance abuse to be suffering from mental health issues? Yes, definitely. I think a lot of people turn to substance abuse to avoid their mental health. A lot of the people I know who suffer from substance abuse often have trauma in their past that they avoid. That is a big part of America's drug-taking culture, so people turn to drugs as a quick fix. And there's a convenience in it that attracts people to it. But I just want to say thank you for coming and speaking with me, Chris. Thanks for having me. Speaking of America's drug-taking culture, the prevalence of people turning to drugs as a quick fix is harmful to society. We advanced so quickly in the last century in terms of what drugs are out there and how effective they are. There are cures for things once considered to be epidemics, while there are drugs out there with devastating side effects and addictive properties. For a long time, this was left unchecked. Now doctors are recognizing their role in the opioid crisis. The article, A Brief History of the Opioid Epidemic and Strategies for Pain Management, focuses on policies to prevent drug abuse by limiting the number of opioids given post-op and in creating enhanced recovery protocol to shorten hospital stays. Now we see doctors prescribing fewer pills and telling patients to return if they need a new script, and that's helped prevent unused medications from sitting in medicine cabinets and being accessed by family members who will abuse them. We see doctors exploring cannabis as an alternative to traditional pain medications, and even exploring its use in psychiatric treatment. Per an article by Sarah Zasky, we see the limitations on the access to over-the-counter drugs that are used in production of harder drugs. While these are all great advancements, there's still work to be done and problems that need addressed. We have a culture that wants the quickest fix, so we see pills for everything from hair growth to weight loss. 
This all influences the way people view and take drugs. Overall, our culture is more harmful than beneficial to society. People lack a deep understanding of how drug mechanisms work, which causes people to be uneducated as to what they're putting into their bodies, the side effects, and even the consequences of discontinuing the use of these medications. In the past, medications played the role of helping to cure disease and relieve its symptoms. Presently, we transitioned into medication playing a role of convenience in people's lives, and I hope in the future medication will take on the role of supplementing and relieving symptoms to help cure disease. As alternative and holistic medicine take over, may we recognize that medication will always be needed and present in society, but with more responsible use. Cultural ramifications from drug-taking behaviors are cultural shifts in media and music, with art created from the loss of loved ones to addiction and mental health disorders, and we see a yearning toward finding better treatment and preventing further loss and abuse. Insight that will be further explored in the future to prevent abuse is the practice of treating mental health issues and addiction alongside each other. An article by Kenneth Minkoff describes a treatment model for this dual diagnosis. Minkoff notes the parallels in treatment for both conditions and describes an integrated delivery that could help both the patient and caregiver. In the future, as we learn more about these disorders and begin understanding the processes occurring in the brain, I believe you'll see even more overlap and these diseases in their treatment. In another class, we discussed hospital closures in rural areas and how resources for mental health and drug abuse are the first to suffer, per an article from the New York Times. Mental health and drug abuse have been topics stigmatized for years despite their known genetic factors, their unknown etiology, and their ineffective methods for treatment. Yet we see this ignorant view that mental health and substance abuse can be controlled by individuals when really we need to be treating mental health and substance abuse just like any other disease. Many people choose not to seek care because of an inability to afford it, while insurance companies can refuse to cover mental health and substance abuse the same way they cover other diseases. Wait times leave people unable to access the care when they need it, However, substance abuse continue to grow and affect families from every walk of life. We've seen a shift from incarceration to a push for rehabilitation, treatment, recovery, and risk management through things like naloxone training. On the mental health side, huge organizations offer support 24-7, such as the National Suicide Hotline and the Trevor Project. Although we're headed in the right direction, the damages are disproportionately affecting the poor. We still aren't providing resources that are available, cheap, and accessible to everyone. I've seen in my own community the loss of three high school students from what we have now named a suicide cluster. I learned that close friends had self-harmed, and I saw drugs run rampant in even the smallest of communities as heroin overdoses spread rapidly due to it being cheaper and producing stronger effects than other opioids. These are both issues that have caused enormous loss, and although we've made improvements, we still have educating to do and people who need access to resources. Mental health and substance abuse is truly a matter of life and death for some, and I wish we gained greater understanding of these diseases and we begin learning how to effectively treat mental health and substance abuse with an integrated model of care. This podcast was brought to you by The Ohio State University. Go Bucks!